This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 4 of Stars in Your Ears! Staring out at the beautiful view ahead of me, all I can think to say is, I hope you've all subscribed and left us a five-star review. Because we are coming to you live from this desert island which we call... Coming to you live from this desert island... Coming to you live from this desert island... Guys, what are you doing? Oh, Kitch has made us all these island instruments. Cool, eh? Introducing my island band. Give it up for Kitch. I'm on the coconuts. Give it up for Rob. I'm on sand. And I've got the horn. Thank you. A little applause would have been nice. I mean, I wasn't expecting underwear thrown at me. Oh, not you, Kitch. I meant Michael. Why aren't you clapping us? Oh, are you in another grump? No. Great, then let's crack on with our day. Actually, I am in a grump. Oh. I am. Why? Why do you think? Are you hot and bothered because you're still wearing that tux? Are you annoyed because you're not tanning as well as I am? Your willy's looking a bit red, Kitch. Or because you haven't developed a six-pack like I have. And yours. No, no, and... Well, a bit, actually. No, I'm annoyed because I'm in your band and you haven't made me an instrument. Oh, Michael, you silly sausage. I have made you an instrument. You have? Yeah, it's over there, walking away from us. That turtle? Yeah, you're on turtle drums. I I don't want to drum on a turtle. No, oh, he's fine with it, we've checked. You've checked? Yeah, he's cool with it. Just don't go mad on a solo and he's fine. Thick skin, shell, I mean. Listen. See? Cheers, Roger. His name is Roger? Uh, yeah. Come on, Michael. Start the show, Twinky Dinky. We're missing valuable sunlight for band practice. It's very hard to play Roger the Turtle in the dark. Right you are, then. Ladies and gentlemen. And Roger. And Roger. Will you please join me in welcoming the woman of a thousand voices, many of which are turtly terrible. <laughs> I'm wasted here. Impressionist, singer, comedian, star of Spitting Image, award-winning podcaster, it's Jess Robinson! Watch out, Michael! Roger's getting away! Come on, Roger! Here, boy! Good turtle! Come on! Come on! And I'm badly burnt And my body crack is full of sand Ooh, and a bit sunburnt Welcome to the show You're gonna hear stars in your ears There's no better place to go If you wanna get stars in your ears Stars in your ears 
you. You are welcome. I thought it'd be great at trying to alert people to our whereabouts. What do you mean? Well, you know, blow it, shout help, so we can get rescued. Rescued? You're not still going on about that, are you? Get over it, Kitch. We're here now. We just need to move on with our lives. You don't really mean that. Of course I do. We can't just sit on our sandy bums and hope to be rescued forever. All our friends and family will have moved on. I know I have. Jess, it's been five days. Well, it feels like five decades. And I'm not going to end up one of those old women who just bangs on about the past like the end of Titanic. We get it. You met someone fit on a boat and you killed him and you regret it. You're not special. We've all done that. I haven't. Oh, Rob. There's still time. Right, great practice, you guys. I'm off to scope out some land for some more building. It's great we've got a shelter, but I really think we should build a waitrose or something. At the very least, a little. See you later. Has she gone mad? What do you mean, gone? She can't have given up already. No. Something smells very fishy about this. Mm. Check your pockets, mate. I think I saw something flapping around in there. Oh, get out! Get out! <laughs> there you are. What's that bobbing up and down? Looks like a bottle. Kitch, get it, get it! All right, all right, I'm getting it. Oh, think what could be in there. I don't know, maybe some balsamic vinegar. That would really liven up my natural salads. What's in it, Kitch? Well, looks like some paper. What do you reckon? Rizzlers? Uh, I think it's got writing on it. A message in a bottle. It's a message in a bottle. Like that song. By Christina Aguilera. No, Kitch, it's the police. It's from the police. I thought I was chief of police. How did they find out what I did to Roger? It's not even their jurisdiction. Surely it's the RSPCA who deal with steel turtle drumming, and he's been fine with it. Have you quite finished? Yeah. Right, we need to be careful opening the bottle just in case. What does it say? No way. Boys! Boys! Oh my gosh, I found the best spot! Honestly, stop what you're doing and start training to be architects because we have a lot of work to do. I know it's a four-year course, but I reckon between the three of you, we could get it done in just five. Jess? Yes, Michael? We found this. An empty bottle? Shame it's not full of balsamic vinegar to liven up Michael's awful salads. I know you don't mean that. I know you're hurting. What are you on about? We found your message in the bottle. Christina Aguilera. Genie, that's genie in the bottle. Same thing. I, d I don't know what you're on about. I didn't write a message and put it in a bottle and throw it out to sea. Are you sure? Because it sounds like that's exactly what you did. How do you know it was me? Because it's signed off. Award-winning podcast and star of spitting image Jess Robinson. Damn. Fine. It was me. I wrote every single word. Do you want me to read it out loud for you? You don't need to do that. I think it would make sense for me to do that. Here you go. Dear Sir slash Madam, I hope this finds you well. My name is Jess Robinson and I am 25 years old. I have recently been trapped on a desert island with two of my best friends. Did you want to tell us? No. But I really miss home and I want to leave. I miss my family. I miss my friends. I miss watching videos of myself on YouTube. I fear that I'm losing my skills as an impressionist, although my impression of one of the boys on the island is getting very good. Did you want to... Oh, did you want to... Okay, it's me. If you're reading this, please save us. If no one comes soon, I fear I'll go mad. We're on the island in the middle of the ocean. If you see the sharks, you've gone too far. Yours humbly, Songstress of the Seas, Woman of a Thousand Voices, award-winning podcaster and star of Spitting Image, Jess Robinson. Happy now? I am, actually. Me too. Me three. Why? Because I think I can see someone rowing towards us. Jess, I think you did it! I think your bottle saved us. 
Somehow. What? But how? I mean, it was probably a coincidence. Let her have it. I all right. Jess, you've saved us with your sad, sad letter. <gasps> I'm a genius! But who is it? Who is it? Whoever it is, they must have strong arms. All that rowing. Oh my god, it's... Here she is, down in front and centre. We're so glad that she's come to play. The UK's most positive presenter. Gabby Roslin will chase your troubles away. She's got a talking picture show on Radio 4 She's also got a dazzling smile The patron of charities for children galore Gabby Roslin always goes the extra mile She's worked with royalty, so Terry Wogan Hosts a Sunday show on the BBC For her podcast interview, superstar Josh Groban Gabby Roslin is as busy as a honeybee We loved watching her on the Big Breakfast She brought out I mean, I hope it is. I got it all off the media. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you really did. Oh my goodness, that completely blew me away. Nobody's ever done oh. anything like that in my 35 years this January. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, Gabby. Oh, I did. I actually it made me embarrassed, and I get, I get very. You know me well, uh, yeah. Jess, and I get very shy over things, and I feel, um, I do. I still that sort of. I can't quite believe what I do because it's all I ever wanted to do. So when people remind me I'm doing what I've always wanted to do since I was three, it sort of blows me away because for me, I'm just doing it, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So hearing it from the outside is quite mind-blowing. Well, that's how you come across to me. And whenever um, I've been on your radio show or whenever, whenever I've met you, you are so sunny and always so positive. And um, on your radio show, it's always the good news, heartfelt, fun stories. You all, Even if there's something, you know, we were... Um, I used to come and see you when um, the, the Grenfell stuff was going on. And even then, you were interviewing firefighters and all of those people and, and listening to those incredible good news, uh, you know, positive sides of the stories. And I always have seen you as just a really uh, warm and, you know, happy, positive person. Even that, even that song, Get On Board, that you play. <laughs> Yes. The beginning of your radio show. It's always happy and sunny. You're just you, sunshine to me, I well, think. Well, you, you are making me embarrassed. But actually, do you know what? It's the way I, I was brought up, I suppose. But but um, all I ever wanted to do when I was... like, I mean, it's no word of a lie when I say it. And people always think I exaggerate. But when I was three years old, I knew I wanted to be a TV presenter. I never wanted to be famous. It wasn't about that. It was just I loved watching television and then when I went in I was very lucky because my dad worked at the BBC and I watched Blue Peter being made and I just stood there and I knew that's what I wanted to do and I wanted to do it so I could it sounds really corny but it's because I wanted to make people happy 
And and yeah. I think stand-up comedians say, oh, I just knew I wanted to make people laugh. And it's a mm. different thing. It's about spreading joy and positivity. And I just think that's really important. And I think, um, you know, every so often things come up and awful things happen. And, yeah. you know, you and I have both lost a parent. And my mum was very young and I was young when uh, she died, almost 25 mm. years ago. And no matter what, those things happen but you keep going. And even after she died, um, the thing I would say to everybody when I was being interviewed and they all, you know, every journalist would say, oh, you're always so happy. <laughs> and I said, yeah, and I'm not apologizing for it anymore. <laughs> and yes! I used to always apologize. I used to always say, I'm so sorry. I'm so happy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's just me. And now I'm never apologizing again because no. I, I am so. happy. Mm. I think that's brilliant. That's lovely. And it's it's brilliant to be able to spread that around as well. <laughs> well, you that do that. Like Come wrong, on. That's what it, you guys all do. <laughs> that's what we yeah, that's what we wanted to do with this podcast as well. Just just do something. The award-winning podcast. <laughs> Gabby, I want to know what sort of music puts you in your happiest mood then? Musical theatre. Oh, really? I just uh, they don't even have to ask. Yeah, I, yes, <laughs> musical theatre. Um, uh, first thing in the morning when I wake up my girls, I sit on top of them and I sing musical theatre. <laughs> which, which songs are your go-to? Oh, anything. When I was a child, um, my parents used to have to come in and say, will you please turn, it was a record player when I was a child, will you turn your record player off? Okay, and this was at two o'clock in the morning because I would be learning the songs of the musicals. And everybody else had rock and roll and <laughs> pop music. I loved that too. I did love that too. Um, and I loved, I had one album called Love Songs, Love Hurts or something. And I learned every one of those. And Barbara Streisand. I'm a gay man in a straight woman's body. I always <laughs> say that. So uh, musical theatre, Barbara Streisand, Barry Manilow, anything that's possibly just gorgeous. Love, love it. it. <laughs> I love that. Now, I wanted to ask you about your brilliant Radio 4 show, Talking Pictures. Are we allowed to talk about it? Yeah, we are. It's now, so it's come from Radio, we started in Radio 4, so we did a few seasons yeah. on Radio 4. It's now a live show. We had to cancel the live show because of COVID, so we did one live show in London. We're hoping to also go on tour, but uh, one live show in London and then COVID hit. So we had this huge, extraordinary sellout uh, run of shows. And then we had to stop. I didn't quite oh, believe it. We had for the first show, we had Stephen Fry, uh, Sarah Hadland, wow. Ben Miller. So we had all of these incredible people. I mean, Stephen Fry walking onto the stage on our first live show. We just couldn't quite believe oh it. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, but it's all about the recasting very cleverly through the genius of Alistair McGowan and Ronnie Ancona, and in the future, Jess Robinson. Um, re, so recasting famous film scenes, and you have to, the panel have to guess uh, the original film and who the original stars are. So oh, that's the sort of, brilliant. that's the premise. That's the, the basic premise. And we are back. I can't announce it yet because it hasn't been announced, but it's next year. So 2022, Great. we will be live in the theatres again, and uh, we will be having a new added impersonator which is the name of Jess Robinson <laughs> I haven't given her the guess, the date, dates yet but no, um, this is the first yeah. I've heard for it well it. you knew about it because we did message did, each yeah, other yeah, about yeah, that's it true, yes, that's true yes. 
Well, that's very exciting. bloody exciting, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Have you always been a film fan? Yes. So musical theatre and film. So theatre and films, I suppose, and television. So when people used to say to me, what's your hobby? I'd say TV. Yeah. And they say, what? And this is when I was growing up. And they say, no, but what's your hobby? Oh, sorry, um, cinema. No, no, your hobby. <laughs> oh, no, theatre. And they say, no, what's your hobby? Go, well, all three. I didn't know what they meant because that was everything. Yeah, um, I get and that. Still oh, were they expecting you to say collecting stickers or something? Yes, and crafting. And, and, and yeah. I didn't do any of that. I, I think I did collect stickers. And I liked stationery, but that yeah. was so I could write down the words of the songs of the musical. Tell us some of your favourite movie moments then. Have you got any favourite scenes? That yes. You, go on then. Uh, I do. Um, my my favourite film, if you push me, my favourite film is When Harry Met Sally. Oh, and I love it. It's my favourite. And I had to then reenact that moment <gasps> with Billy Crystal no, when he came what? on The Big Breakfast. Yeah. No! Oh, yeah. my gosh! <laughs> with Lily Savage saying, I'll have what she's having. So, <laughs> and, and then I went on tour and played Sally for eight months on tour for uh, When Harry Met Sally, when we did the tour of it. So wow. d- that it's still... I still... When I talk about it, I think, huh? Did wow. I? Yes, I did. Yes. That's and amazing. actually, Billy Crystal was one of my favourite guests that I've ever interviewed. Wow, wow, wow. That's just blown my mind. So, yes, you, you were an actress as well. You went to no, Guildford. Yes, no. Oh, sort of. <laughs> no. No? Well, I, I, my, father was a, my father was a broadcaster for the BBC. Yeah. And uh, he'd been a broadcaster all his life and he'd gone to RADA. And I knew I wanted to to be a TV presenter, but there, I didn't want. I didn't know how to go about being a TV presenter apart from telling everybody. Even before, even when I was fifteen or sixteen, the people would say, "Oh, uh, what exams are you doing?" I'd say, well, "It doesn't matter because I'm going to be a TV presenter." I just <laughs> wanted to do it so much, and I was very, very, very shy and couldn't speak. So people used to say, "Yeah, you're going to be a TV presenter." Go, yeah, and they go, but, "But you're so shy." No, no, I'm a TV presenter. Um, uh, And then, so I thought the best way to do it would be to audition for drama school. So I auditioned and I got into Guildford School of Acting and I loved my three years there. And I always said, I I told them when I joined that I wanted to be a TV presenter. Mm. I wanted to be in a musical there. I didn't have to dance and I could belt numbers. So when I did Chicago, that was a dream come true. God, Gabby, we're the same person. (laughs) If I was going to act, I would only like to act in things where I played a mad person yes! or a very posh person. Oh, and that was it. This is it's just like, this is my life. And I did voices as well. I used to do voices all over the place. And so that was, you know, yeah, you're like my little sister. Wow. Can you do, so what sort of voices did you like to do? So long as you don't make me do it because you are the best. So don't make me do them. Oh, but I might have to. But no, well, very they... generous on here. You wait. No. Till... Okay. No. Uh, well, Miss Piggy, because you know I've done that for you, so I can oh, do please. Miss Piggy. Yes, please. But but then but I used to do musicals in the style of the people who were in the musicals on the. Re- so I used to, and I also used to do a a Barbara Streisand impersonation of just <gasps> one line, and oh, then yes. I no, oh, absolutely yes, yes, no, no. Oh no no. Not in front of the person who is more Barbara Streisand than Barbara Streisand. Could I hide <laughs> under the table? No, I can't. Could you please do your Miss Piggy? Because it's brilliant. 
Um, hold on. Kermy, my love, come here, Kermy. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. And so I have to, yeah, I have to have a good think about it. Yeah. So, um, but I used to impersonate people and do all of that. So I just have always loved voices, and I've always loved accents. So I can do accents really easily. So. Yes, please. No. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Zimbabwean, because my family are from Zimbabwe, so I can do that really no problem. So I can talk to you fully with a Zimbabwean accent, which is much softer than a South African. A yeah. South African accent is much harsher, but Zimbabwean accent is a much softer way of talking. So who in your family is from Zimbabwe? My dad. So my dad was born there. My grandparents lived there, and my granny was a politician there and wow. she fought to get Ian Smith out and bring back a multiracial society. That was her big wow. thing. Wow. And my grandfather was a consultant surgeon there. So, yeah. Wow, wow, Gosh. wow. Because um, I've met your lovely dad. He didn't have... I don't remember any sort of an accent. No, he did, never did have. My, my grandparents were born in England, my, yeah. my granny... Uh, went to the same school that I went to. There we go. Um, so she was born in England and yeah. my grandfather was born... Uh, she was born in London, sorry. My grandfather was born in Wolverhampton and then they went to Zimbabwe um, uh, when they were when they got married, early 20s. And so my dad didn't, never had an accent, but he did go to RADA at 17, 18. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And he's very well-spoken, isn't he? He has a very nice voice, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us what happened in your first voice class at Guildford's, please? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, we went into voice and they were talking about RP. They, they sat us all down and we were in the auditorium and they played a recording and I thought, oh, my God, that's my dad. And I was really embarrassed. And they said, at the end of it, they said, right, that's RP, that's what we're going to be studying, it's received pronunciation. Um, Rosalind, Clive Rosalind, Gabby Rosalind, any relation? And I, I just went, it's my dad. And everyone turned around and looked and went, oh, wow. And that was, that was it, you know, there was no... But it was really... And I remember ringing him up from the from the phone box because we didn't have mobile phones then I ring him up from the, the phone box down the road from where I was living and I said Dad they've just played you at college <laughs> you loved it were you embarrassed or proud or both both yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jess here. Do you love us? Because we love you. If you do love us, it would be really cool if you would donate to us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Jess Robinson, you can donate £5, £10, £20, £1,000, and it will help us keep making these things, and you will get some lovely stuff from us, like free tickets to live shows, bonus content, a hug from me. I shouldn't say that really. Mum told me I shouldn't hug strangers. But still, you're not my strangers. You're my friends. You can get a private masterclass. You could get a song written for you or a mate or your mum. What I'm saying is go to patreon.com forward slash Jess Robinson and donate to us. You can make a one-off donation if you like. And in return, you will feel great about yourself and get nice things from us. And we will love you. We will be best friends forever. Yeah? Thank you, bye. Stuck in your ears. I wanted to know, more and more people these days are telling me I sound like my mum, which is absolutely fine, except I always do my mum's voice like that. So if I do sound like her... (laughs) I've met your (laughs) mum. I've met your (laughs) mum. 
Your mum's lovely, so it's a compliment to be told you're like your mum. Who do you sound like in your family? Do you sound like uh, anyone? Um, probably like, a bit like my dad. My mum, uh, she died many years ago, but she used to say that my voice, when I was growing up, can you just drop your voice? It's always so high. Because I would, I would never, even though I was very shy, I never stopped talking. Um, and got so aptly named. I used to be at school, they used to always say, Gabby, stop talking. Gabby, stop laughing. Gabby, stop talking and laughing. And that was me always. Um, uh, and my mum, so I, I remember thinking, oh, I have to bring my voice down. And then I used to say to her, but then I'm going to sound even more like dad. So probably quite like my dad. And my aunt, my dad's sister, we're very similar. I'm very like my aunt. She's like my surrogate mum. Oh, Gabby, if you do that voice again, that one, and that add one. A Ger- can you add a German accent to that? German accent? I think <laughs> I possibly can't. I know, I know I can't. That's Russian. I don't <laughs> Russian. Is, if you add the German accent like that, you are Marlene Dietrich. You've just done a, another very good impression there. <laughs> Marlene Dietrich. There you go. Yes. You've done it. I'm not Marlene. Yeah, it took, took me. Um... I, do you know that I can't? I can't. No impression of Marlena Dietrich because works for me apart from when Li, Lily Savage. So Paul O'Grady is a very dear friend of mine. It's no secret. I'm not being show busy. It's no secret. And um, he used to do in his Lily Savage stand-up show Marlena underneath the lamplight, and the lamp used to be the the coat. The lamp used to be under the coat, and he'd walk away, and the lamp would go with him. And it was just one of those good old-fashioned <laughs> variety yeah. hall gags, and he was brilliant. <laughs> Oh, I love Paul O'Grady. Um, you, so you've mentioned Billy Crystal and doing that, you know, re- acting out that moment with him on The Big Breakfast. And you've interviewed and worked with loads and loads and loads of icons. Have you ever been starstruck? Uh, yes. <laughs> Many times. I still get very excited. So I'm very excited about some of the that we've got coming up on the podcast that, that I, I can't believe that they said yes because they didn't never do interviews. And it's not somebody you'd think of. So it's not, a, a, it's, it's just, a, so I'm pleased about that. But um, uh, yeah, I do get very excited and I do get starstruck. And I remember one of the first times being so starstruck was um, Chris and I, Chris Evans and I uh, used to do the big breakfast together. Yeah. And Planet Hollywood was having an opening in London and we never went out in the evenings because we'd go to bed at 7.30, 8 o'clock. Not together, I hasten to add, but you know, <laughs> separately. We'd go to bed very early. Uh, but Planet Hollywood, it was the big, huge opening and it was Sylvester Stallone and Arnie Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis who all owned the restaurant together. Oh and there was this huge opening in London and Chris and I went, and I remember the two of us standing there, and we thought, we'll have, we'll have one glass of champagne. Mm. And we stood there, and we kept sort of nudging each other, going, oh, my God, look who's over there. And you name it, they were all there. And then we went on the, the show the next day, and he'd had half an hour's sleep, and I'd had about 20 minutes sleep. And every ad break, we kept looking, going, oh, my God, did we just swear? Yeah. What did we do? What did we do? <laughs> we were, we, and we were so hyper because... And every link we were saying, oh, can you believe we saw so-and-so? So, and I still wow. get like that. So all these years later, I still get really excited. When Judy Dench and Finty Williams said yes to the podcast, oh. and then uh, oh, no. literally they replied within about an hour and said, yes, when do you want to record it? And that's when we wow. did the first one. We thought, well, we've got them. And I screamed in the house. I screamed. I just couldn't believe that I was going to be speaking to... 
Dame Judi Dench. And then Michael Palin said yes. And then Robbie oh Williams. I thought, oh, my, oh God. my God. It's meant to be. Yeah, so I, was, I still get excited. I really do. Honey, listen close. Listen close, Because this is where I really need you. I need you. If this is your bag, then give us a tag. And post on your social media. Please rate us. Validate us. Show us how much you care. Gabby, it's now time for your impressions lesson. And today I'm going to teach you to be a fellow uh, presenter, journalist, legend, bloody Janet Straight Poulter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I absolutely love her. So the first thing we're going to do to be uh, Janet Street Porter is get the pitch of her voice, which is not as low. I always thought she'd been down like that, but actually it's higher than that. And of course, tone-wise, we all know the thing to think about, which everybody picks up on, is uh, her voice is quite throaty, isn't it? Can you, can you yes. give us a bit of throat, Gabs? I can do a bit of throat for you. <laughs> yeah, lovely. And then the next thing about Janet, as you know, she's got a lovely London accent. She was born in Brentford, but she lived all around London as she was growing up. So with your voice in the back of your throat, can you give us a London accent? All right, do you want a cup of tea? All right, do you want a cup of tea then? Yeah, well, get it yourself. <laughs> Thanks very much, love. Thanks. <laughs> And then now when you look at, Ga- uh, at Janet, we know that about her teeth, which she'll tell you about herself are quite a feature. And they come slightly over the bottom lip, which also affects the way she speaks, doesn't it? Um, it does, Oh, yes. that's it, Gab. I was wondering... Oh, that's, oh, oh, that's really good. <laughs> Would you please say that in, in the, the London accent with the, with the teeth and the, the, the throat? Can you read that? Sometimes I've looked at a plate of food and wondered if it wouldn't look better as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, that gets us on to the final step, which is her attitude. Which, when you met her, was she? Did she have? Was there a lot of colourful language? An attitude? Oh, yes. What was it like? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying. It's so weird. I've got to. Uh, I've got to put my down the street. She. Yes. She was always very fruity. With her language. Fruity, yes. <laughs> she doesn't mince her words. With Janet's attitude and her sort of slightly grumpiness, could you please say the following sentence? I've had more bloody sofas than I've had husbands, both shagging the end, but I generally fall out of love with the furniture quicker than the bloody men. <laughs> <laughs> Let's there have a go. lovely round of applause for Gabby Roslin. No, there. you're just being kind. Excellent. Yes. you. Um, Gabby, can you please tell us about your brilliant podcast? Oh, gosh, thank you. Uh, that Gabby Roslin podcast is all about positivity and laughter and joy and life. But I just wanted it just to be chat and because I love chatting and I love people's stories and I, I believe everybody has a story. And, you know, when people say, oh, I thought that's the most boring person last night so I always say well then you weren't asking the right questions because I don't really believe anybody's boring because everybody has a story and hopefully I mean the lovely things that people say is that they feel that they're listening to two friends having a natter you're coming on so you you'll know it's just about I know I can't it's wait. just about laughter and joy and laughter is the best medicine kindness is the key and my aim is to spread the joy 
Gabby Roslin for Prime Minister. Absolutely. It does sound corny, <laughs> but I don't care anymore. That's how I feel about life. Now, each week, we do like to have a little sing-song around the campfire. Would you join us in one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Try and make me not. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Would you like to choose an out-of-copyright song for us to sing, please? <laughs> um, could it be possibly a song about being on a boat? A ship? Yes. I have been yes. sober for three years. Because yeah. I've met many, I, I don't drink booze, yeah. um, uh, but I've met many a, a, a drunken sailor. Oh, that would be perfect. Uh-huh. We obviously don't want to advocate that people should ever be themselves. So <laughs> I, would you like to do an impression today, please? And who will it be? Uh, um, could I be Janet Streetporter and Miss Piggy? Yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> that will be incredible. Uh, Gabby, who would you like me to be in this one? Oh, well, I've heard you do so many and you are the best, quite frankly, and that's why you're coming to work on Gabby's Talking Pictures. Um, uh, yes, could you please be Dolly Parton? OK, I'll do Dolly. And then, boys, you've done the Bee Gees three weeks mm. running now. That's right. Mm. Can you be somebody else this time? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it and give it, a, perhaps give it a go. Yeah, all right. Woo! <laughs> I hope you're gonna sing along. Now, what should we do about Jolene? What should we do about Jolene? What should we do about Jolene? Erla in the morning. Woo! Beggar, please don't steal my man. Beggar, please don't steal my man. Beggar, Please don't steal my man early in the morning. <laughs> now please welcome my good friend, Miss Piggy. Shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? Janet, the quarter. Oh, I'm laying up in my seat. Oh, I'm laying up in my seat. Oh, I'm laying up in my seat. Oh, I'm laying up Tonight, Tonight, yes. Oh my god, I don't believe it! That's, That's right. right, you guessed it. We're going to be the Bee Gees. Oh, come on, again! much for joining us on Stars in Your Ears. Um, I suppose we'll just go back on your rowboat now, shall we? Um, no, there's just one space. Oh, right. Oh, OK. Well, it's been a pleasure, boys. I'll give you three rings when I get in. Uh, no, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not taking you. What? I'm taking Roger the turtle. For his own protection, of course. Oh, I'm going to miss you, Roger. You really came out of your shell in the end. You've had stars in your ears. Oh, yeah, stars in your ears. Ooh. 
To make your nettle salad, always start with a really fresh clump of nettles. Be sure to pick in season for the best possible flavour. Don your rubber gloves and really grasp those stingy little bastards. Slam them down on a solid surface and with some sort of club, perhaps a lump of driftwood, give them a good pummeling. Go on, really go for it. Take out some of that pent-up stress. It'll release that oh-so-familiar aroma and those forgotten memories of childhood trauma. Perhaps you'll have in mind Peter Stevenson, the class bully from year three. That little shit. Then, for the dressing, pour on a dash of organic cider vinegar. Now, I couldn't get hold of any, so I'm using some three-day-old piss from a banana leaf bucket I found under Kitch's hammock. Finally, taking generous handfuls at a time, scatter some crunchy bacon bits over the leaves. Or if you don't have that, a few sun-dried turtle droppings will suffice. Et voila! Serve in a freshly hollowed-out coconut. Or if that's being used as a musical instrument, an old washed-up leather boot will do. This isn't any nettle salad. This is a Michael Rulston nettle salad. Bon appétit!